return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Hallelujah. Amen. First miracle tonight was that you were able to come out tonight to church. Amen. And uh, so I talked last uh, Sunday about the parable of the sower, and so it's just part two to that. And so we're going to talk about the the seed that fell among the thorns and the seed that fell in the good soil. But first, let's just pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. Amen. We thank you for your seasons. Lord, Amen. we thank you that you just display your awesomeness and your creation Amen. all the time. We're so thankful for that, Lord. I pray that as I speak tonight, that it's you speaking through me, Lord, that, that your people get the word that you want them to hear, Father, that they get revelations and, and um, knowledge in your word. We just thank you for a great time together. It says in your, in your word that where two or three are gathered together in your name, you are there in the midst. So we know that you're here tonight. We thank you for your presence being here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So the last time we talked about the seed that fell by the wayside and the seed that fell in the stony place, and how the seed that fell by the wayside was kind of a first response that somebody may have towards hearing the word. It's kind of the first thing, right? You hear it, and the devil steals it away. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's, you, you take it, but, but the devil takes it. So the first response that somebody may have towards hearing the word of God, yeah. and we have a decision on how we will receive the word. Amen. Like many things of life, we have to make a choice. Yeah. So Pastor Dave talked about this morning about worry, about not worrying. And then we have to make a choice not to worry. Right. Amen. We have to re- t- make a choice to receive the word that God has for us. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so, again, we have to make a decision. There's a decision process. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth always used to go back and forth saying faith is an act. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, to, you have to put faith into motion. Right. Amen. That's why... Um, to quench the fiery darts, you have the shield of faith. You have to move it up and down to quench the fiery darts, right? It's an action, amen? So it's a choice. The seed on the wayside was, the, was first trampled and stolen by Satan, amen? Someone is witness to this person and they didn't believe, right? So we also talked about how people can be healed miraculously and still cho- choose not to follow Jesus, amen? We looked at the, the, the ten lepers. We talked about the ten lepers and the one that, only one that came back. And now that's probably a really good representation of the world. One out of ten, right, come back to receive what God has for them. Amen. To receive the fullness of God. Came back and was made whole. Amen. And then we talked about the importance of fellowshipping with other Christians to get past the first piece of soil. Amen. So to to get to the point... Where Satan doesn't steal it, amen, but we fellowship with, Christ, with other Christians and build a foundation. Yeah. And then we get to the second, the seed that fell on the rocky soil. Yeah. So this is the seed that didn't take root and was scorched by the sun. This is where they received the word with joy, but they weren't grounded in the word, amen. So they received it, the devil didn't take it from them, right. amen, but um, they weren't grounded. They didn't get their roots in deep enough yeah. 
to, to stay. And when temptation and persecution came, they fell away from the Lord. Yeah. Amen. And Luke says it withered because it lacked moisture. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so it's important to be rooted in the word and continually drink from the word. Amen. Amen. The living water from the word. That's, Amen. that's important. Yeah. Amen. And so if you have that foundation, when persecutions and temptations come, you'll be able to stand up by the grace of God and not be intimidated. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The man Pastor Dave talked about this morning who was forced into a corner by terrorists and their guns didn't work on them. Yeah. Amen. Do you think he just said, I give up the ministry, I'm not going to go back to that church? No, Pastor Dave said, what? He goes back just thankful for another day. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So even in that situation, he was not intimidated. Why? Because he has a good foundation he knows who he is in Jesus, amen? Yeah. He knows where he's going if that were to happen again, yeah. amen? And he goes back because he knows people need to hear the gospel, yeah. amen? Right. Amen. The gospel isn't just for us, yeah. right? It's not just for, for me individually, just right. to keep and to hold on to. It's not like I have the, the one talent and I buried it in the sand and kept right. it until the Lord comes, right? But I went and invested. We invest into other people, Amen. Yeah. So we, we get a seed planted in our hearts, and we go out and invest and plant yeah. in, other, in other hearts. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's right. And then we talked about how it's also important to be rooted in love. And we looked at Ephesians where it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Amen. And so a lot of what you'll find you know, with the gospel is it's, it's, it's a love book. Amen. Amen. Even in the Old Testament, there are so many uh, situations where the, that grace was poured out on yeah. people that didn't deserve grace. And amen. How many know we didn't deserve grace, but we got it. Yeah. Amen. Right. We have grace just dripping off of us from yeah. the Lord every single day. Amen. Yeah. amen. Every day is a miracle. You see that with creation. Amen. You see that with the seasons that we have. You just, you just see it every day. The miracle of birth. Right. Amen. Right. Um, you know, the, the miracle of, of, we'll talk about a little, a little later, but how one seed can pr- produce so much fruit. Amen. And can produce a tree and so much fruit. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So now let's look at the other two soils. Yeah. So in Matthew thirteen seven it says, Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. And so these are the ones that hear the word, and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. The Gospel of Luke says that these are the ones that are choked with cares, riches, or pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. In other words, that is the soil that lets pride get in the way of bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. Amen. So Proverbs 16:18, it says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Yeah. Amen. So, you know, if you're going to be, if you're, if you're going along in life and you're prideful and you, you're arrogant and you think everything's about you and you can do everything yourself, you're going to fall. Yeah. The Bible says you're going to fall. You're going to be destroyed. Amen. And we know that you know, it comes from ourselves, but who comes to steal, kill, and to destroy? It's, right. it's Satan. Yeah. Amen? And so the seed that we're talking about in the whole parable of the sower is the Word of God. And if we stand on the Word, amen, the destroyer, he will rebuke the devourer for our sake. Amen? amen? So the destroyer will not come. Amen? Yeah. And, and, uh, and we will be whole with the Lord. We'll be, yeah. we'll be giving, living what the Lord has for us to live. Amen. So whenever somebody falls into pride, they fall into destruction. Um, and again, Pastor Day this morning, we humbly come before God. Yeah. Amen. We humble ourselves yeah. before God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. We know that this body isn't our own and we know that we need him. Right. Amen. So we, we, we go into a situation saying, God, I thank you for your grace. Amen. Well, no matter what happens, no matter what circumstances, I'm going to stand on your word. 
you know, in a, in a, in a tournament, uh, I don't know if anybody's seen Face of the Giants, but he says, if we win, we praise him, and if we lose, we praise him. Amen. Amen. If things are going well, we praise him. If things are going not so well, circumstantially, we praise him. Amen. And so it's all about the heart. It's not about the circumstances. It's not about what we see. Amen. Amen. But what the Lord has promised in his word. Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And so we know, again, that we cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Amen. And so it also talks about the riches of this world and the the deceitfulness of these riches. So Matthew 6, 24 says, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. And you cannot serve God and mammon. Amen. So mammon is riches, right? So if somebody loves money, which is to say they always are greedy, they want more money, they want to continue to, to get more money and not give any, yeah. not, not honor God with their money, yeah. the Bible says that person will hate God or will despise God. Yeah. Amen they had to choose between God and money, they would choose money. Amen. And even though you, you think about all the, you know, everything that God has said, you know, the, the scripture where um, in uh, one of the gospels where it says, don't worry about what tomorrow brings for tomorrow will worry about itself. Right. Well, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Yes. Amen. So if somebody seeks God and loves God, the prosperity will come. Right. Amen. Right. So we don't love God to get prosperity. But the word says that we honor God, amen, prosperity will come, uh, good relationships will come, amen, good things in your life will come because God hasn't planned a bad day, amen? And so we need to put our trust in the Lord so we don't put our trust in resources that we have. Again, because we put our trust in the Lord, those things will come, amen? He will never allow us to lack, amen, um, as far as... As far as um, to be to be um, completely desolate, amen. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the the story, but somebody was was captured and was I can't even remember what country it was. I heard it a long time ago, so I'm kind of going off the cuff on this one. But um, he was in prison. He was in like a holding camp for 28 days, and he didn't eat anything. Yeah. And the Lord sustained him mm-hmm. for those for that amount of, those amount of days, and he was strong, amen. He wasn't. He wasn't, his countenance hadn't fallen. He just praised the Lord the whole time. Yeah. He, God sustained him, amen? So even in our lack, even when we don't have a lot, God will sustain you, yes. amen? He will. So we don't put our trust in the resources that we have. Mm-hmm. Mark 10, 25 said, is, says, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because the person who loves money, when given the choice between God and money, will always choose money. If they say, if somebody says, hey, you can either have this amazing relationship with God, and then you can walk with him for eternity, or you can say, I have a ton of money for you. This type of a person, right, when it says a rich man, um, somebody who puts all of their trust in money and knows nothing else is going to choose money, amen, unless they're told, unless unless we as as a body of Christ tell them, amen. And so there are a lot of scriptures in the Bible that talks about money. Consequently, you know, there's there's um, just so much as far as as far as prosperity and what the Lord has for us, all the blessings that, that God has for us um, financially. Amen. He wants us to have resources. He wants our barns to be full. Amen. But we do that by trusting in God. Amen. Mark eight thirty six says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world 
and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So this happens a lot of time in our society. You have athletes and um, actors, you know, people that win the lottery. Right? They have everything that you could ever want. You look at them, they have, they have 10 cars, sports cars, nice cars. They have four houses in different places in the, you know, either here or abroad and internationally or wherever. They look at the all of their life together. They have, they have so much, right? Amen. They have more money than you could ever spend, that you could ever spend. Yeah. You know, they continue to buy and buy and buy. Well, the thing is, money will run out. Money runs out. <laughs> Amen. Careers end. Yep. Acting careers end. Lottery, the money you win from a lottery ends, right? Yep. Athlete, um, athletes, their careers end. Yep. Amen. And a lot of times, especially these athletes, you see just stories of how they're broke yeah. this three to five years after they retire. That's right. They made millions of dollars in the NBA or the NFL, yep. or they think they're going to make millions of dollars and they tear an ACL, or they get hurt and it's, and it's a career-ending injury, mm-hmm. right? And three to five years, there's no money. Why? Because there was nothing grounded, there was nothing rooted, amen, um, to to tell them where to put their finances. Right. They didn't listen to where to put their finances, right? right. And so, they have more money than you ever spend, but without Jesus, it's all emptiness. Amen. Amen. We were created with a heart that is only complete with Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, so every one of us were created. Every one of us has a heart. Amen. Every one of us, one of us has a soul. Right? Mm-hmm. The, the peace that was from the beginning of time, that when, Jesus, when God breathed the breath of life into Adam, was the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that, that's the only thing that can fill the void in our heart, yeah. right? The only thing that, that will make us completely happy and completely whole right. is Jesus, amen? Yeah. Nothing else will do. That's right. uh, I really like the song, uh, Draw Me Close to You by Michael W. Smith. And in, in there he says, you are my desire, no one else will do, because nothing else can take your place to fill the warmth of your embrace. Yeah. Amen. Nothing else can take Jesus' place yeah. in your life. Amen. We might think for a time that uh, a relationship, a significant other, or, you know, can take the place, you know, and, and, and make us happy, right? Because yep. a lot of people are, are in, in the world are looking for happiness and not joy. But happiness is a fleeting thing. Happiness is an emotion, right? Joy, joy is an eternal promise from God. Yep. Amen. Happiness is an emotion. Joy is an eternal promise from God. Amen. And so people try to fill that void. They fill it with alcohol. They fill it with drugs. They fill it with sports. Yeah. They fill it with some of the God, right? Things that maybe we don't think of as God's TV or, um, you know, racing or anything, yeah. right? Sports. Um, that's a, if, if you allow it to be, that can be a God in your life. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and so, and you, I, I, would, I assume you feel better with Jesus than with sports. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And so, living testimony right here. Nothing can feel it except for Jesus. And you think of the prodigal son. He thought he could exchange the love of his father with material material things and the pleasures of life. Amen. He thought he had it all. He got everything. He kind of left his father in the dust, his brother in the dust, went and spent everything. Uh Let's go to, we'll look at that real quick. Luke 15, 13 through 14. Uh It says, Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he, had a, when he had spent it all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. 
And then Luke 15, 17 says, when he came to himself. Amen. Sometimes it just takes somebody to come to themselves. Yeah. Amen. Because yeah. when you're, when you're, when you're living for yourself and when you're living for the world and living for the devil, because we're, we're created in God's image and we're created for God, we're not in our, those people are not in their right minds, right? They were created to serve God, amen. They were created to, to be loved by God, amen, and to love, to love God, to love other people. And so really, when somebody isn't doing that, they're not in their right mind, amen. The devil has, you know, twisted things, and they've seen things in their life, and they've used their circumstances and their experiences to shape their reality, amen. And so they're living in a completely different reality than what God has intended them to live in, amen. And you know, just right now, too, the Lord, as I was studying even, just, just kind of laid it on my heart. There might be somebody in here that has a prodigal son or daughter or a prodigal grandson or um, granddaughter. Amen. And I just believe that there's a coming to themselves Amen. that's happening right now. Amen. Even right now. Your faithful Amen. prayers, everything, you know, all, the, all the, the praying that you've done in faith, that they would come back, that is happening. Amen. Amen. And it's not because of the message I'm speaking, but it's because God loves them. Amen. Jesus loves them, amen. He wants to see them come back. Yeah. And so I just believe if anybody here, just grab hold of that tonight. If anybody here has a, a prodigal son, grandson, Jesus. parent, amen, um, daughter, granddaughter, just grab hold of that and just believe that, that amen. there is a coming to themselves, coming into their right mind, amen, and they're coming back to him. Yes, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And so the thorns, you know, it says that the, the seed falls among the thorns. And how many know there's always going to be thorns in our life? There's always going to be circumstances. There's always going to be things that pop up. Amen. So it's never going to be perfect. But the thing is, is, is we don't have to let the thorns affect the soil, amen, that's in our life. We don't have to let the thorns affect how we receive the Word of God. Amen. And we can do some, we can do some thorn cutting in our own lives. Amen. All right. Last part of the of the soil here is this is that uh, oh the last part of this of this third soil is that it doesn't bear spiritual fruit. It says. Amen. And so when a tree produces fruit, it produces after its own kind. So apple trees don't produce oranges, and orange trees don't produce apples, right? They produce oranges. Amen. And so when you what you put into yourself is what you're going to speak out. Amen. It's like a factory. Whatever you take in, that's what you're going to right. speak. That's what's going to come out of you. Amen. Yeah. And so, if someone is all about getting rich and the pleasures of life, which are both empty, then emptiness is going to come out. And then hollow words is, are going to come out. Um, depression is going to come out. Amen. Bad thoughts are going to come out. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so, you see a world that doesn't know Jesus, that people don't know Jesus, and they're empty inside, and what comes out? Emptiness, hollowness, right? Yeah. And so it's so important to fill yourself up with good things. Amen. Fill, yourself up with, fill yourself up with the Word of God. Because even as a Christian, if, if you start speaking negative and you start not getting that Word inside of you, and that emptiness starts coming out, those things affect Christian depression yeah. among Christians is high. Um, because they, they don't know the word or they don't think anybody cares about them because, because they don't know the word, amen? Mm-hmm. And so 
putting good things in, building good Christian relationships, spiritual relationships with people, amen, divine appointments, amen, all that stuff is feeding yourself good things, amen, Amen. and you're going to start to speak positively, you're going to start to put your head up high, amen, and uh, and you're going to, and you're going to feel better about yourself, amen, the Bible says that um, we love one another as we love ourselves, well, if you don't love yourself, you can't love one another. Amen. So first step is loving yourself. And, you know, Jesus loves us. Right. And so loving ourselves, getting to the word, finding out what Jesus says about us, what God says about us in his word is important. Amen. So I would just if if anybody is going through any difficulties, emotional, depression, physical, and you're you're down, start reading about what God thinks about you in his word. Amen. He says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. He says that you were made unique. Amen. There's nobody else like you on the earth. Amen. Only you have your DNA. And think of the the billions of people on the earth. Only you have your DNA. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 7, 15 through 20 says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are like ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits, or you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot contain, uh, cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and is thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Amen. And so, talking about false prophets, but even in our spiritual life, right? If we, um, if we produce bad fruit, people will see that bad fruit. But if we produce good fruit, people will see that. Amen? People watch our steps. So if we're consistently producing good spiritual fruit, it'll speak volumes in your life. Amen? Um, even just, just, just um, for, it might be for three months, it might be for six months. Might, you might see somebody for one day. And they're going to watch your feet. And they're going to know that, is, you know, if you say that you're a Christian and you, and you go off and you're foul language and, you know, all these different things. And you're talking about the party you went to the other night, right? That's not producing good fruit. And they're going to say, okay, this person's a Christian and, he, and they're doing all these things. I guess I can do all these things too, right? And so it, what it does is it, it can cause people to stumble, especially new people in Christ. People that don't know much about the word, that are just getting into it, right? We want to be a good testimony and a good witness to them. Mark 9, 41 through 42 says, Whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, assuredly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. But whoever causes one of these little ones, he was holding a child, and he said, Whoever causes one of these little ones um, who believes in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. Amen. And so you think of a little child, but then you also think of somebody who's young in the faith. You know, if, if, if we're to cause one of these people to stumble, amen. And, and Paul even says, I don't mind eating meat, but if this person doesn't eat meat, I'm not going to eat meat either. Right. I don't want to cause them to stumble where they're at, right. amen. Because there's different things that we can do, and there's different things in the Bible that, that aren't uh, sin, right? So eating, eating meat isn't a sin, right. amen. But Paul says, I become all things to all men. Amen. So that I might gain the more. I mean, that's the whole purpose of of being on this earth is to gain the more. Gain gain one more soul. Amen. One more soul. 
Amen. And so we want to make sure that, that our lives are a living testimony. Yeah. Amen. That we're a living sacrifice for Jesus. Yeah. It says that, that our bodies are a living sacrifice, which is a reasonable service. Amen. We talked about this the other night. It's a reasonable service. Amen. Just, just living our bodies just for, just for God. Yeah. It's, he's like, that's reasonable. That's a reasonable service. That's not too hard to handle, right? Yeah. And so, so when, when we're, any time we're going along in life, we're going through something, we're, we're dealing with a circumstance or something, as, you know, just follow the Lord. Follow, you know, follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Amen. Be consistent in your walk. Amen. And we do that because we do that by reading the word. Amen. And so, he's talking, you know, he's talking about a little child, but it goes for people that are young in the faith. Amen. I don't want to be responsible for somebody going off the deep end because of my actions. Yeah. Amen. So it's important to always be cognizant of our actions. Yep. And you never know who's watching you, so you should assume that everybody's watching you. Yep. Amen. That's right. right. For me, I have a I have a responsibility to my kids yep. to to grow them up in the nurture and the admonition. Hey guys, yeah. waving back there. Um, you know, and and we we have a responsibility. Every single one of us has a responsibility to somebody, even if it's just to God. But we have a responsibility. There's, there's somebody in your life that looks up to you. Yep. Amen. And so we have a responsibility to make sure that we are walking in the ways of the Lord. Amen. Yep. I, can't, I can't raise my children to the nurture and the admonition of the Lord if I'm not walking in the, in the path right. of the Lord. Right. You know, because that's not when it, what's going to come out. Yep. And I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I'm not a perfect parent. Right? They're not perfect children. Yep. They think they are sometimes, but they're not. Right, but praise God, if if I do screw up, God forgive me, yep. and I go in, guys, I'm sorry, I screwed up, yep. right? That's but right. you know, being accountable for our actions, amen. amen. But we want to do we want to do good yeah. for our kids, for our grandkids, for our, for our parents. Yeah. There might be some that have parents that aren't saved, doing good for our parents, amen. amen. All right, so let's go. The fourth soil is the good soil. <clears throat> Matthew thirteen eight through nine says, but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, or uh, also means yielded fruit. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He, he who yeah, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. So the seed that fell on the good ground is someone who hears the word and understands it and bears fruit. Amen. In Luke's account, Jesus explains. It is those who have heard the word with a noble and a good heart, and they keep it and bear fruit with patience or endurance. Amen. And I look at this scripture, and I look at uh, Paul saying, I have, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have won the faith. And Christianity, being a Christian, is about endurance. Amen. It's about the long haul. It's about the marathon run. Amen. And so it's not a, it's not a sprint. Amen. We have a long life. You know, it seems long to us. We're on this earth for how long? But, you know, like Pastor Dave said, it's a dash. What are people going to look at? You know, how are they going to remember you in that dash between the time you were born and the time you were, um, you were put into the ground, right? And so we want to make sure, again, that we bear good fruit. Amen. And this soil does the opposite of all the other soils. So someone hears the word and they believe it. They build a foundation on the word and they let their roots sink in deep. They surround themselves with good Christian friends to help build them up and vice versa. Yep. Amen. 
They're able to stand firm against temptation and persecution because of their roots. They aren't distracted by money or the pleasures of this life, but they keep their eye on the goal. They keep their eye on Jesus. Amen. And they produce good spiritual fruit. So go to John 15, 1 through 8. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. And I always think this is such a powerful um, passage in Scripture that we abide in him, and he abides in us. I mean, we're linked. Amen? There's no separation between us us and Jesus. Amen. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So again, we stay in the word and we bear fruit. Amen. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And that's really the point, isn't it? If we're not not, uh, thankful for the grace of God in our life and we're we're not with Jesus, amen, we don't abide in Him. We don't. We don't abide in the Word. Yeah. Amen. We can do nothing. I mean, we think about in Corinthians when it says, um, you know, even if we speak with tongue with tongues of men and angels, but I have not love. I mean, it, it profits me nothing. Yeah. Amen. So being in the Lord is is being in constant love because God loves us constantly. So if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them, and they throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Amen. Amen. And so when we realize that we can't do anything, or bear any fruit by ourselves, but it only comes through God's grace, we mature spiritually. Amen. So again, life is a marathon. Christianity is a marathon, right? So every day, it's always about how can I grow spiritually? How can I mature in the Lord? Amen. Amen. And you have people that, um, you know, maybe for has been a Christian for 30 years and is still very immature in the Lord. Yep. And you have people that have been a Christian for maybe a year and really has walked with God and just loved the things of God and is eating solid food, right? Yep. Yep. Hebrews 5.12 says, for this, by the time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again in the first principle of the oracles of God. So what is he saying? He's saying that you've been, you've been walking with the Lord long enough that you should be teaching others, right? But instead, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. Well, the only way that you go back to the beginning like that is if you're not in the Word. That's right. Amen? Because if you're in the Word, you're going to continue to grow. It says, the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Amen. So another thing about the word of God and about, you know, just our Christian walk is we use our senses. We have our five senses, right? And we can, you know, the Lord speaks to people in, in so many different ways. So, you know, the Lord can, speaks to you, you know, some people have been spoke to audibly by the Lord, right? Some people, the Lord speaks to them and they speak out God's word. Maybe it's a prophecy or a testimony or just witnessing to somebody. That's the Lord speaking through you, amen. Um, sight, you know, we see deaf, deaf ears open. We, we see miracles right in front of us. Pastor Dave 
saw many miracles in India. Amen. Um, even somebody get, I tell you what, somebody getting set free in the world today is a miracle. <laughs> if you see somebody come to the knowledge of the truth and come to repentance to the Lord, that's a miracle. Amen. Amen. Um, and so, we want to make sure that, that no matter, you know, where we are, that we're continuing to move forward. Yeah. Amen. So a baby doesn't start out on solid foods or meats, but it starts out on the milk. So when you're first learning and you're first, you're first become a Christian, the milk is okay. You know, you need that. That's the kind of the foundation. That's, you need to know these different things in order to set yourself up to go deeper. Right. You know, it says that our spirit searches the deep things of God. Right. Amen. It connects. It's with, it connects with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it says, again, that He is in us and we are in Him. Amen. So it's all about how much we want to spend in prayer, in fasting, in the Bible, you know, giving our tithes or offerings to the Lord. That's how we grow spiritually. Amen. Yeah. Depending on where we're at. So it talks about um, some 60, some 30, or some 100, some 60, and some 30 fold. So depending on where we're at, we might produce 30 times more, 60 times more, 100 times more than what was planted in our heart. Amen. Yeah. And really... How do we know how much fruit we are producing? Well, how much do you love people? Yeah. Amen. Because that is the key. And I keep going back to this, and it seems like such a simple message, but the key is loving people. Amen. Amen? I, I've told this story before, but there was a pastor I knew when I was way, really young, and uh, somebody asked him about loving people, and he said, I have people to do that for me. Well, if that's somebody's heart, that's, that's bad fruit. That's right? Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, especially, you know, a pastor, I mean, should just, should just glow love to people. Right. But just everybody, amen? amen? Everybody should glow love to people, yeah. amen? That's, right. That's a good measuring stick of how much fruit you're producing. Yeah. Amen. The fruit we produce isn't just for ourselves, but it's for others. Amen. So Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Yeah. Amen. So we, we produce fruit. I mean, amen. We grow fruit inside of ourselves and we, and we speak it out. We, we give it to others. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the average number of apples is on a medium-sized apple tree? Just the average number on a medium-sized. So a medium-sized apple tree produces six bushels of apples. One bushel is about 126 apples. So it means on average, an apple tree produces 756 apples. One apple tree from one seed. Uh-huh. Amen. So think about this. One apple seed grows into an apple tree and produces 756 apples. Each apple has an average of six seeds. So if each seed produces another tree, you're looking at another 756 apples per seed. So each having six seeds and producing another 756 apples for a grand total of three, th- or three million 429,216 apples that came from one seed, just the second tier, yeah. right? Just the second, just the second lot of trees from just the one seed, amen? The number of people that could come to Jesus through your testimony or through your seed is limitless, amen? amen. Thank you, Lord. There's so many people that have a, just a, a testimony where they were, they were down. Maybe, maybe they were uh, not wanted as a child, you know? Yeah. Nobody wanted them. They were, they, were, they were cast aside. Amen. But they found Jesus. Yeah. Amen. 
one person could go on and affect millions and millions of people. Yeah. Amen. And I think that's why the Lord, why, why Jesus used trees so many times in his, in his parables and different things, is because he knew the magnitude of what a little seed could do. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And he knew that people would understand, wow, you know, yeah. if, 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 if he's comparing me, you know, the seed in, in the soil to what could happen in the body of Christ, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Amen. Amen. So one thing I've learned about being a Christian is there's very little of what we've been so um, very little of what we should be doing on this earth. The earth is about us, amen. So we we go through life and sometimes it's easy to think it's all about me. I got to do this and I got to work this job and everything. But so much about Christianity and about the gospel is about other people, yep. amen. And so for us, we grow in the Word and we build a relationship with Jesus, but it doesn't stop there, amen. That's right. Our mission is um, to make disciples. That's what the Bible says. Amen? So it says we're supposed to be a servant to others. Amen. So it says, Jesus said before he left, go into all the world and make disciples. Amen. That was his his last commandment, right? To go into the world and make disciples. And we do that by being a servant of people. Amen. And I love this scripture, John 13, 3 through 5. It says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garment, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel which with he was girded. And I just, just, just an amazing act of servanthood by Jesus. Yeah. Amen. And, you know, I've done a little bit of study on this, but, you know, John didn't, didn't reference himself as the one whom Jesus loved until like just a couple verses down from him, Jesus washing his feet. It's almost like as he was writing it again, he thought, whoa, you know, what love Jesus had for me. And he started calling himself the one whom Jesus loved. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Amen? Yeah. John 13, uh, goes, skip down to verse 12. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to him, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, so, and you say well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also to wash. You also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than, the, than he who sent them. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Amen. Amen. So the, the, the most humble act... You know, to his disciples was to wash their feet. Yep. To, you know, to bend down, amen, in the form of a servant. Yep. And that's what servant leadership is, amen. As Christians, we're all called to lead, yep. but we're all called to serve, amen. amen? Yes. And so there's no, with God, there's no distinction. Leadership is servanthood, mm-hmm. amen? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. we love others according to the word of God. You'll produce a hundredfold return, amen? That's right. And just one more scripture here. We're going to get done a little early. But Luke 6, 38, Jesus talking about loving your enemies. He said, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. Amen. And you think about the the 30, the 60, 100 fold. Amen. Pressed down, it says good measure, pressed down, amen. Shaken together, shake it, get some more in there, press it down some more, running over. Amen. Will love be put into your bosom. 
Amen. The Bible says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Amen. Amen. So when we love others, love will come back to you more than you can, more than you can even imagine. Amen. And God's love, it says, surpasses all understanding. Surpasses all understanding. We can't even, we can't even comprehend the love that God has for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we just thank you for tonight and just thank you for how much love you have for us. Thank you, Jesus, for dying Thank on the cross for us. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving us from ourselves, saving us from our sins. Thank you for your grace, Father. Thank you for no matter how many times we mess up, you are there to, to catch us. You are there to, to forgive us. You are there to administer your grace, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, just, we just pray right now, even just declare an opportunity for everyone here this week to administer grace to somebody else. Amen. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. No matter what was done wrong, Father, we just, we just thank you for just, you, just using the grace that you've given us yes. to administer grace yes. to somebody else. Somebody that's wronged us, somebody that, that uh, has done something evil towards us, somebody that would consider us an enemy or somebody that's persecuted us, or somebody that makes fun of us, Lord, that we can administer grace, and we can administer love. Yes, Lord. We can administer kindness and compassion. Ah, yes, oh, you had so much compassion in your word. So much compassion towards the multitudes, Lord. And just thank you right now that you fill us up. Fill us up with that compassion. Fill us up with that love, Lord. Fill us up with that grace, yes, that we can boldly give grace. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.